are now listening to Keeping the Balance, KTB Podcast. Join us as we examine life as men, confronting tough issues, raw and unfiltered. Keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTB Podcast. Yeah, baby, we back. Man, we back in the house. Come on, somebody. The KTB podcast has returned from a hiatus. <laughs> we said we wasn't going to address this, but we did it anyway. Anyways, yeah, we're back. We're back. You know, took a little break. A little bit. Life happening. Yeah, a lot a lot of life happening. Let's talk about where we are right now. Oh, bro. Like, right now? Right now, where are we? We're we're in we're in a children's church classroom. <laughs> my my old children's church classroom. I'm looking at a wall right now that we uh we painted with my class. I can post that on Instagram so you guys can see that exactly where we are right now. But we've been uprooted. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. A and, little bit. And I think the main issue with us trying to get our momentum back is we kind of lost our home a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. We we've been uh we've been nomads. Yeah. We still are nomads a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Like, we're camping right now. You know what I'm saying? Come on, somebody. This we're is... occupying this room. Yeah, that's right. We are. The man cave The man cave has such a good feel, bro. I am. We are the man cave, bro. We are, man, but there's Come something on. about that garage, bro. It was so great. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I can't lie. It but was pretty cool. But we're going to find a new home. We are. Little by little. Little by you little. Know? This is temporary. Change is good. It is. It is. Change is good because if you stay in the same spot for a long time, then how are you going to grow? Right. You begin to stagnate. Right? Yeah. You begin to plateau. Yep. So just like with everything else in life, if you want to grow, then you have to get out of where you're at. You got to get uncomfortable. You got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And this chair sucks. I'm uncomfortable. Are you really? I think mine is pretty good. No, it sucks. I'm spoiled. It's because you're slouching. Maybe my, t- my posture is bad. Yeah, your posture is pretty bad right now, Dang bro. It. No, what it is is so I'm a little bit taller, so I sit up straight. And the, this microphone stand is kind of over, but it meets your face perfectly. Was that a short shot? I think, so. yeah, it was a little that bit. That was a short shot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that chopping your throat, All I'm baby. saying is only one of our feet are touching the ground right now. You're going to make me feel like Kevin Hart right now, man. <laughs> Kevin Hart is Snoop Dogg. You know, my feet are dangling. His ain't. <laughs> Oh, uh, this feels good though, man. It does. It feels really good. It feels good to be back. It does to um to tackle another subject, man. Yeah, and this is a new season. It is. We we can call this episode season two. Season two. The pilot. The pilot shot for season two, baby. First episode, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. That's right. Happy baby. New Year's out there. Happy belated New Year's. Yeah. Happy uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry you Christmas. Know? Kwanzaa, and, whatever it may be. And and soon to be happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, right around the corner. Because we're in February, baby. We are. Yeah, man. The holiday for lovers, right? Yeah, that's right, man. And uh, those of you out there who have been uh, kind of following us on social media, you kind of kept up a little bit on what we've been doing. Um, if you don't know, we you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the KTB Podcast. And it gives us a little bit behind the scenes insight. Ernie kind of leads that up and he's the, you know, he's the point man for the social media platform. But if you want to know where we've been or what we got going on currently, you haven't heard from us in a while, that is the place to go to, to kind of figure out what we're up to. So give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the KTB podcast and, you know, just try to keep up with us and poke us in the eye when, you know, we don't post a, a podcast episode for like a month. You know what, and I and I do. You say that, and it's funny because I do appreciate those that have hit us up. You know, the a little. Have Have you seen that reel on Instagram where somebody says, "For those seven people that keep liking my videos, <laughs> thank you." You want something from the gas station? <laughs> <laughs> you want something from Wawa's? Yeah, want something from Wawa? I got, I you. got you, baby. I got you. You, you feel know? that too? And so yeah, so I I do appreciate those that um that have hit us up. And that have said, hey, man, when's the new episode dropping? Yeah. You know, when's the new episode dropping? So I appreciate you guys. Much love to you. Blessings to you. Thank you for keeping us accountable. Yeah. And sure. here here we are. The last episode was uh, calling out the enemy procrastination. Yeah. 
right? And it's not that we were kind of procrastinating, it's that we were looking for a new home, you mm-hmm. know, or looking for a new place to call, you know, to, to establish, call home. Yeah, yeah, to call home. So we're a little bit of a nomad period right now, you know, we don't, we're temporarily right here. Uh, the next episode, maybe somewhere else, you yeah. know, and so we're moving, we're moving with the flow and uh, seeing what God wants to do with that and how yeah. he wants to grow. Absolutely. He wants to grow us individually in different subjects and topics that we could, t- that we could tackle. Right. Yep. So, uh, oh, oh yeah. You know what? Shout out to uh, those that are deployed. Yeah. All right. Our military members. Zuko. All right. My man Zuko. Uh, Rick Zuccaro. Yep. He's out to sea right now. Uh, my man, uh, Johnny Harris, Chief Harris. Chief Harris. Chief Harris in ooh, the house, ooh. man. A7's Chief's baby. Let's go. Yeah, you know, and I know that you uh, follow the uh, podcast and different episodes, and I know some of you guys may be able to download these, and hopefully these will be able to get you through that period that you're underway, yep. you know. Uh, Hayes Gray underway. We've we've both been there. Oh, yeah. It's never fun. No. Not at all. Leaving, leaving your yeah, leaving your loved ones behind. And you know what's crazy, bro? But somebody has to do it, though. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? Hats off to you hats guys. Hats off, salutes. Yeah, because because you guys are in the thick of it right now. Yeah. So we appreciate that. Thank you for that. your service. You know, Mike Rice. Mike Rice. My my man, Mike Rice. Yep. That's right. His his wife is here. She's she's holding it down. Mm-hmm. Same the same thing with Zuko's wife. Yep. The same thing with Johnny's wife. And uh and and all the brothers that are out there, even even the uh, Coast Guard. The Coast yeah. Guard, come on, somebody. The puddle jumpers, we love y'all too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, saw, I, saw, I saw a post. Uh, it was actually a comedian who was talking about how, like, the camaraderie between the military, like, only other branches can call, like, the, the little nicknames, like, Jarhead, Squid, Puddle Jumpers. Because you can't, you can you don't have the right to, to say that if you're not in the military. Oh, yeah. If you nah. didn't serve, don't, don't go calling me a yeah, squid. Exactly. Yeah, who are you? <laughs> who are you? So it's all love. It's all camaraderie. Everyone who serves, everyone active duty or retired, anyone who's done their time in the military, much respect. We know where you've been and we know what you're still doing and we appreciate it. That's right. 100 percent. So diving into this uh, theme, this topic. Dive in. Tonight, you haven't been you haven't been briefed on anything. I haven't really. I showed you a snapshot of what I was what was brewing in my mind, the different things that, um, uh, you know, just trying to, trying to take the challenge to the, to the next level. Right. And so we want to talk about what leaders shouldn't do. Mm. Now, when I say this, <clears throat> cause people are people of extremes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm a guru. I'm not right. saying that I'm perfect. I'm not, I'm not even saying that I'm a successful leader. If anything, I consider myself a student. I consider right. myself someone that's constantly learning, learning, right? But I have come across having leaders over me mm-hmm. in in the military and outside of the military, right? In business, right? In the contractor world, government contracting, and uh, you definitely come across different types of leaders. Yes, you do. Right, and this is also influenced from different uh, podcasts that I that I listen to, different books that I read. Uh, that influence a lot of the different ideas that have to do with ultimately what leaders shouldn't do. Okay, I'm not the master of this whatsoever. These are just my ideas, mm-hmm. and this is why I didn't want to com- completely give you all my notes right. so that you could balance me out, man. You know, and, okay. and and we could talk about this, and you could, you know, we could just talk about it, and you as a listener, you could give input, man. That'd be good, right? So, <clears throat> three things that I recognize out of the uh, out of the uh, what is it? My first job was, I think, uh, at, at Burger King. Right. Your your first job was Burger King too. My first job was Burger King. The bro. BK Lounge. That was my first job. Yeah. I, well, kinda. I kind of did like some under the table stuff with my mom, yeah. washing cars, detailing. But Burger King was the first legal job I guess that I got a W two from. Okay. So yeah. All right. Look at that. So Burger King was number one for me, and that was when I was a teenager. And then on into the Navy and then into government contracting, right? And so a lot of the things that I recognize, that I recognize within myself, that I see in other leaders also, right, is that the disregard, folks normally disregard the importance of people skills. Mm. So... That's one, right? And the, these are key things that I 
that I'm just calling out that we could talk about. And then and then I have uh, different things that we could talk about as far as uh, different things to uh, build in, win- in a winning team, different principles of having a mindset of moving forward, right. of charging forward, mm-hmm. right? And so number one is a disregard to the importance of people skills, not yeah. having that wisdom mm-hmm. to have people skills, right? Number two is to discourage, mm-hmm. right? And number three is disregard those serving below you, alongside you, and above you. Man, those are all deadly when it comes to being a leader. If you if you completely disregard those, and uh, so what's the, the first one? Uh, lack of people skills. Yeah, man i uh, I know I don't only speak for myself when I say I've had bosses who just don't know how to talk to people, right? Right. Like um, like disrespectful. Like, there's a way. There's a way to talk to your you know your employees, your subordinates, whatever without being disrespectful. Like we all know we come to work, we have a job to do, but you know, at the same time, you know, we, we have to learn how to not be little people as we are, you know, giving out orders or laying out the task for the day. Right. I had a, I had a, um, I had a boss who was, uh, well, or let's say we had a boss who was, I'm not going to throw out any names cause I don't know who listens to the podcast. I don't want to, you know, defame anyone's name or anything like that but because uh, people change because people change which and, is the beautiful thing right you, you can know? you can learn and grow as a leader that's right because and i that's... know that i've i've made my fair fair share of mistakes and i probably right. will make future mistakes you know but right. one of the things that i do know is that i've tried to apply myself and change mm-hmm. i'm not the only one so yeah no that's a good call yeah having having people skills and learning how to um how to read people's body language and knowing that you're going to be dealing with Different personality types on the job mm. is crucial Bro. to being a good leader. Yeah, man. No, Not yeah. everybody's like you. No, that's that's right. Right. And that's that's kind of like a mindset of, you know, well, my way is the only way. Exactly. I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't do things the way that I do, everybody has their own system in doing different things. Right. Right. From a simple task to a to a to a and the simple tasks are the ones that could get get like uh, put importance on versus well the really important ones probably should be the complicated taskings you know right. that have a lot of logistics behind it right something as simple as planning a ski trip right right for your birthday <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it something no this is just <clears throat> something as simple as planning a ski trip for your birthday mm-hmm. you know and you want a lot of people to go right you're the one that's going to initiate the logistics for that mm-hmm it's going to be complicated. Yep. It's not a simple task. Nope. It's going to be pretty difficult. Absolutely. You're not going to make everybody happy. The more people that you add into this group, the more room for mistake that you make. Yeah. Or planning a men's mug swap. <laughs> Play a men's mug swap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. The, the, uh, the uh, hidden homies, the hidden homies. All right, all right. Yeah. So there's a lot of logistics involved and not a everybody's going to, going to be happy. Now, if you try to impart that, you know, where it's like, Hey, I made these mistakes. If you ever want to plan something, a trip, let's say you're going across the country. Let's, mm-hmm. let's say you plan a trip, you know, let's, let's say like for what we did recently, we went to Prescott, Arizona, right? right? You want to plan an Airbnb. You know, there's airfare, there's car fare, there's logistics involved in that. Right. Right. I, I can give you what I've done in the past, but because you don't use it, that doesn't mean that you devalue what I've done in the past. Right. You know, like Lessons I can't, learned. Right. Like I can't get offended just because I, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm going to share this knowledge. Right. Knowledge transfer. Mm-hmm. Right. And I get that. I got that from DJ Shipley, man. You know, because yeah. he always does knowledge transfer. Now, nah, he, he's doing it on the tactical sense. Right. Life, life saving, you know, arm, you know, force, force protection type sort of things. But we can apply a lot of these teachings to, you know, a knowledge transfer for something as basic as planning a trip. So I have a question. Shoot. What is the difference between a knowledge transfer and teaching? Is there like a. Is there like a main component that makes those two different? Now, that's a good question because a knowledge transfer is you you sharing what you've learned through experience through experience right I don't know teaching to me seems like it's a it's a bigger burden a lot more stringent a lot less room for mistakes right because it's almost like if I'm the teacher that I'm coming off as the expert 
the go-to. Right. When I'm not. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's just, I'm just, my knowledge that I'm transferring over is from my experience, my life experiences, rather than mm. I'm an expert in this area. Right, right. Like, if I'm a teacher of science, right? So it's a little bit more personal. I think it is. It's a little bit more, you know, you're, 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 you're kind of putting the... Um, putting barriers around right. a little bit. I don't know. But no, I get it. That's a good question. Yeah, I get it. But um, so something as simple as that, right? And people getting offended because I give you and guilty, bro. I've I've yeah. been I felt some sort of way when someone comes and asks me, hey, how do you do this in the past? You know, how do you do this thing? And I'm really, really good at it. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe I have a lot of experience. And so I passionately give you that information. And then from that information, you don't even use any of it. You end up doing your own yeah. thing anyway. So I'm looking like, why'd you even ask me? Like, <laughs> why'd you just waste? But that's that right there is a bad. It's something that you shouldn't take personal. Yeah. Right. And if yeah. you're a leader, then you have to you have to you have to put up with the fact that people you're going to try to give something to someone and pour yourself out to someone mm-hmm. and they will not always take everything that you're giving them. Right. Don't, don't take, take it personal. personal. Just, just keep it moving, baby. You know, because in in the disregard for importance of people skills, people will leaders will use that as an opportunity. Oh, you don't want you don't want to do what I just Mm -hmm. what I just instructed. Well, I'm not going to tell you anything. Well, then you're well, you're an idiot, right? You know, and it's like, whoa, those people skills just flew out the window. Yeah, you know, yeah. And so now that's that's pretty interesting. How you know, and it could be applied to a lot of different things, right? right? Could be applied to the way that somebody does a budget. Yeah, it could be applied to the way that some. Yeah, you know the way mm-hmm. that someone sets up their finances. Yeah, you know which we talk about money because money is what it, it's mainly on everybody's mind. Right, right. Which way is the best way to budget? Mm-hmm. You know, well, just don't spend your money. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> don't spend more than you make. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Side you mean? Yeah. Um. Uh. So 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 kind of talking about like people skills. Um, is there one particular thing that you would say, like, you need to have this particular people skill in order to be successful in business? Like what one piece of advice that you would give somebody Hmm. to be successful in business? Yeah. When it comes to like dealing with mass amounts of people. Oh man. I would say read a book or two, right? On communication. Because I even okay, so I'll, I'll relate it to something that we do here at church, right? Go for it. Outreach. Yeah. When we go and we knock on doors and we talk to people, mm-hmm. coming off as a normal person and being genuine and not sounding robotic is so important to relaying compassion to someone else, right? And yeah. that can transfer over into the into the the work the workforce, right? Where you're talking to someone and they know that you are a mission oriented, right? And you are a team builder and you have, you have the greater mission in mind when you're giving out these orders. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, it's, it's kind of a little, a little circle that I'm kind of working in, but I think if you were to read a book on how to talk to people, how to communicate a, a successful communication, what was the, um, there's a book, um, Oh, verbal judo. Verbal judo. Have we bro, talked about that before? I was thinking about verbal judo when you were speaking earlier, bro, and I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to plug this in." It's a good book. Verbal judo is a very, very good book. And 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 that comes with, with like because you're gonna have conflict in the work area, right? So de- gonna how happen. to how to deescalate the how situation. to deescalate? So for for the listeners, if you've never heard of verbal judo, ver- verbal judo, I don't remember what the name of the author is, but it's it's pretty much. A person who is who who worked for the for the FBI or whatnot, yeah. and and he was really really good at negotiating. You mm-hmm. know, um, at at he ran into a lot of different people, a lot of different situations, scenarios, suicide attempts on the workforce or mm-hmm. as a police officer. That's what right. he was. He's a retired police officer, and and diff- different ways, different people that you come up that you come in contact with. And in de-escalating the situation, mm-hmm. if you don't show that you're excited, then if you de-escalate it, you don't meet them at where they're at. Right. You know, if they're all hyper, you're not going to meet them all hyper because then you have two aggressive people now escalating the situation. Right. 
and then it's going to get ugly. Really ugly real quick. Yep, that's right. So, no, that right there is a good book, man, yeah. at learning. Well, people it's been skills, a while. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. You know what? And, and I do agree with reading a book or two, maybe once a year, mm-hmm. you know, um, two two different books throughout the year that have to do with people skills. Yeah. But back to circling back to the question on how would you motivate a group of people? Uh, from what I, what's been effective to me, what I've been able to subscribe to or what I've been able to, when someone's speaking to me or if I'm with a group of people mm-hmm. and someone's trying to move me to do something, right? I am completely sold out if someone paints me a picture of a vision, something that a goal, mm. a common goal. A why? A why. What's, right. If somebody gives me, paints me the clear picture of the why, I could get on board with that why. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and so in moving a body of people, a mass amount of people, give them a why. Right. Because if they, if they get a why, then your why may become theirs. And then they take ownership over that why. Yeah. Which that's, bro, that's, that's all that you need. You sell them the vision. Exactly, man. Right. You know, and then they all get on board. What's the purpose for this? You know, exactly. And it's like, you, you, you relate it to that person, you know, and you, it allows you to connect with everybody almost, you know, yeah. that's what I felt, you know, in, the past from from our pastor from different leaders that i've had before that have been really really effective in motivating Mm -hmm. they've given me a why Mm. you know i heard a really good and i and i don't want to butcher this i don't want to butcher it i think it came from jordan peterson Mm -hmm. and he was speaking about um like different perspectives and getting people to actually no no it was from the author um why what was that uh uh start with why Okay. That book. That's what it was exactly. And he gave the um he gave an example of these construction workers that were building like let's just say like the Sistine Chapel, like a beautiful, you know, building. And then you have one guy, they go around and ask him, you know, so so what are you doing? And the one guy's like, Well, I you know, I work long hours and you know, for a building that I'm probably never gonna see you know, there's so much detail that I have to, you know, you know, I have to be very particular on a job and I just, I don't care for it. And then he went to another guy and he said, you know, what are you doing here? And he's like, man, I'm, I'm a part of something that's going to be a part of history. I'm, I'm going to be a part of that. This building is not even going to be finished in my lifetime, but then I know that I have my hands in the process of creating this building brings me amazing satisfaction. And it's just like when, when, you know, when that person, you know, he bought the vision, mm-hmm. he bought into the vision. Yeah. And so when you buy into the vision or you can get other people to buy into the vision, you can motivate people and they will, they will follow you and they'll work to the maximum capability that they're able to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's essential, man. Like, and it branches yeah, off that's of right. what you said. Yeah, well, you know what? And it's crazy because all it is is a change of perspective, right? Yep. It's is 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 the cup half empty or half full. Yeah. Right? And and for those that have that mindset of oh man, I have less. This is half empty. Mhm. Well, then man, if that's the way that you look at life, then you're always going to feel like you're getting the short end of the stick. That's what you're always going to get. But then if you look at the cup that it, it's half full, where it's like, man, I still got some left, mm-hmm. you know? Now you're looking at things with a different perspective of hope. Right. You know, and with that hope, hope could do an amazing thing, you know? It could encourage, it could push, it could it it, it could take you to a new level. It mm-hmm. could take you to being comfortable with being uncomfortable, like we said earlier. Yeah. You know, looking at the cup half full. Right. Right? And so, no, I think people skills is one of the big the big gimmies when mm-hmm. it comes to what leaders shouldn't do or, you know, things that they can hone in on mm-hmm. and in, in hone in honing in on this, because you could be a master logistician, mm-hmm. a master planner. You could have a plan of attack that could blow anybody's socks off, man. Right. Where it's like, if you take this plan and run with it, you could give it to whoever and they will succeed if they follow your plan. Right. But if you can't communicate that, <sighs> If you can't, if you can't teach that or communicate that to one person, then, and probably that's what it's been with a lot of leaders that are, that, that get frustrated Mm 
Right. A lot of leaders that take things personal, a lot of leaders that short circuit because not everybody's doing what he needs them, what they need them to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And probably that's that's part of that frustration is that I haven't been able to impart this to anybody right. to be able to run with this. But because the missing link is people skills. Right. You haven't been able to communicate that and link it. Yeah. Right. And um, that's good stuff. I, and again, I'm not talking as a guru. I'm just talking as someone that's observed. Yeah. You know, um, number two is discourage, man. Mm. Discourage is one of the biggest, uh, the biggest motivation killers, man. Mm-hmm. You know, because just think about what discouragement does. Discouragement could completely kill someone's drive. Mm-hmm. It can. Yep. You know, and 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 I know nowadays we deal with a with with a generation that's a lot more sensitive, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, being able to navigate that is tricky. Yeah. Because people nowadays, you know, <laughs> what is it called? It's um, I think I read it somewhere, or someone told me. Not to walk around like if you have, like, a skin of Velcro, mm-hmm. where anything that somebody throws at it sticks. sticks. Right. Right. Instead, be like a duck. Let it roll off your back, man. Like, 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 mm-hmm. like a duck in a pond. Yeah. They just dip their head down, and that water just rolls right just off their back. Right off. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but if you walk around with, with a bunch of Velcro. Yeah. Then anything that anybody says to you is gonna. Boom, it's going to affect you, you know, Mm -hmm. and that may be because of uh, the different things that you've been exposed to, the different traumas, maybe Mm -hmm. negative talk, different abuses. You know, we could talk about mental health. You Uh know, there's this is where where mental health, you know, comes in. Right. where, Where it's like, how can you what are things that you can do as a person to not let these things stick to you? Yeah. You know, because discouragement as a leader, it's really, really hard now in today's age to navigate discouraging somebody because you may very well be wanting to mm-hmm. help them, and what they're doing is jacked up. You got to bring it to their attention somehow, right? So how so how would you bring to a hypersensitive man the idea that what they're doing is not good, is wrong? And if you keep going down that route, you're going to fall on your face, bro, or you're going to run smack right into a wall. That's a good one. Right? Um, so I think with um, when it comes to building up someone's confidence, because, mm. I mean, that's what it is. Discouragement is a, is a lack of confidence or a lack of uh of foresight, right? Like things can get better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've um, I've heard you know numerous examples of you have to go through you know fifty no's before you get one yes, right? Like it's like a rule of sales. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be told no, right? But you have to be like that duck and let it roll off your back because that yes is right around the corner, right? But if you can't see that yes, right, mm-hmm. then it's going to feel like all your efforts are futile. You have nothing to look forward to, right? And so I think if it comes to where you're, you're a leader and you have someone who is discouraged easily, right? I think you have to, you have to set them up with small victories, right? Small victories, small goals, small practical goals. And this is something that I implement with my boys, right? Mm. It's so funny. I'm just thinking about this now, right? I'm trying to work on my son's memory, right? Okay. Uh, he's, you know, he, he distracted sometimes, you know, teenage brain, whatever. And, uh, so he just had these beans from Pollard's chicken, right. In the refrigerator. And I know in our household, we don't eat a lot of leftovers. I'm like, bro, why don't you just throw that away? He's like, no, I'm going to eat it later. I'm like, are you going to eat it later? He's like, yeah, I'm going to eat these beans later. I'm like, all right, I'll make a deal with you. So I'll give you $5 tomorrow. If when you get home from school, you eat those beans right away, right? Yeah. And it may sound, it may sound very minuscule, right? Yeah. But now he's going to be going through the day like, as soon as I get home, I'm going to eat these beans. <laughs> as soon as I get home, I'm going to eat these beans, right? All right. And it may seem silly, right? Mm. But if he remembers 
And then I reward him for that short, that small little minuscule thing, right? Right. That leads into fast forward down the line. You're an IT specialist and you, you are responsible for setting up the the secret net, right? That the ship uses. Mm. Your chief tells you, hey, Petty Officer Durant, get this set up. Uh, it needs to be set up by this date. Now, you are fully capable of following through with something bigger than beans. Now you're talking about a situation where someone's livelihood, someone's life is on the line or government uh, security is on the line. So you start with, with smaller things like that, but with beans, literally. Right. And then you build them up to a point to where now, you know, they're a little bit more resilient. Their, their memory is a little bit better. They're able to see things through without, you know, and I think it helps. Okay. Yeah. No, you know what? That's something that's, that's good. Also, you know, right. give them small victories. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the same time, in the failures that they do, don't highlight it. Don't like, yep. As huge. Right. Because sometimes I think that as, as dads, <laughs> we could, we could be hard on our boys. Right. Because we may hold them to our standards. Mm-hmm. Right. To, hey, this is something that I, that know that I'm not going to do. Right. That I wouldn't do. Right. That, now I'm talking as an adult. Yeah. And if you bring me back at 13 years, 14 years old, mm-hmm. I'm definitely doing that. Right. I'm definitely making that mistake. So is that positive reinforcement? I think it is positive right. reinforcement where where it's 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 well, it's that and using tactical empathy also. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's me paying, giving him five dollars if he ate those beans versus I'm going to shove these beans down your throat if you don't eat them. Right. right? Yeah, that's right. Where where it's like, hey, if you don't eat them now, I'm going to let you know you just missed out on five dollars, bro. Right. Exactly. And you know what? If anything, I might do something crazy like give it to his younger brother. Like, right. Hey, what did you do today that I asked you to do? <laughs> right. Oh, you actually did it here. Take Raymond's five dollars, right? <laughs> and then he's looking like, man, oh, I should eat those beans. Man, I should eat them beans. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, because so in discouragement, you can. That's you're 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 creating and like an appetite for, well, not really an appetite. You're creating like a disdain for any kind of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm. When, when the person makes a mistake and you hammer them. Yeah, they're less likely to take and on any like, responsibility. Man, then, I, then I don't want to do that. I don't even want to touch it anymore. Like I don't want to be considered a candidate mm. for for you know because I don't I don't want to get fired you know or I don't want to get disciplined or I don't want to. That made me that made me think of something else. Uh, you know how everyone knows uh, that one guy at work that doesn't do anything. Yeah, man. Right. The one that skates. That's not that person's fault. That's the manager's fault. Right. Because what you've done is you've constantly gone to the person that you know is going to get it done instead of building up your team evenly. Now you put all your eggs in that one basket on that one employee instead of building up your team, right? And now when that guy's not at work, nothing gets done. And the guy's still getting paid the same amount that you've kind of neglected. You put him to the side. And you say, you know what, I, I can't rely on you. And so now his confidence is crushed. That guy is, and, he, and he's less likely to want to do anything. He's just want like, to step up. Yeah, he's not going to do anything. And that is, that is a good segue for the, for the next thing, nice. which is disregarding those that serve below you, mm. that, serve, that serve alongside you, and serve a, above you. Right. Because you, you're right, you know, as far as a team environment goes, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times us as Maybe, especially us as coworkers, right? Bring it into business perspective. Us as coworkers, you do have that one person that never does anything that you can't rely with, and everyone that hates you it. Can't rely on, and everybody's like, ah, oh, not this person. Or I'm paired up with this guy. Like, great. That means that I'm going to end up doing a lot of the work, right? And he gets paid more than me, and he—that's <laughs> even worse. He gets paid more than me, yeah. right? And so where it's like, man, great. Now, now I'm stuck having to carry this whole weight, right? So we always regard, but if if I were to put that person under you mm-hmm. and you're and uh, a hard charger, 
you're going to now pay more attention to that person because right. you're going to try to rely on him or try to make him dependable or give him at least something something where he could be dependable. Small mm-hmm. victories, maybe, right? right. That like lead up to bigger earlier, ones. That lead up to bigger ones, right? You, you're you mindful of him, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we're mindful of those that are above us yeah. because our boss, our manager, has given us a deadline, right? Our fathers have have given us a task, you know? Uh, that that we need to complete. Our pastors have given us a tasking right. that they're counting on us to complete. We'll definitely regard them because they're the ones that have given us this tasking. Right. Right. We rarely regard those that are serving next to us mm. as a coworker, as a fellow laborer, as a as 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 a disciple within a church. Let's say right. right? Your brethren, you rarely regard one another because it's like, okay, well, you're running your race and I'm running mine. Mm -hmm. All right. And this is the way that I'm running it. And you are going to run it your way. Mm -hmm. If you're not running with me, then okay, cool, whatever. Then yeah, the heck with you. Yeah. Right. Or those coworkers that is dangerous. And it's that mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. For a leader to be able to point that out. Yep. And be able to say, hey, this 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 person is is running the same race as you, bro. Right. Why not find a way to band together right. for the same cause? To bring him into the fold. Right. You know, if you've got one hard charger, put him next to you know, it's interesting because I was uh when I when I first excuse me, read the book Extreme Ownership, mm-hmm. Leif Leif Babin and mm-hmm. uh and Jocko. Yep. Right? Extremely amazing book. Right. He talks about in in Bud's training when when he went back for as an instructor for Bud's training, they had boat crews. They have Bro, seven I was boat crews. I was waiting on this example. They have seven boat crews. Man, right. And they had one outstanding boat crew that was leading winning every single race. Mm-hmm. And then you have another. Now, what they do in Bud's right is they they take the officer candidates mm-hmm. that are going through Bud's. They make them the boat crew captains. Right. Right? The leaders. They put them in a, in a position of leadership. They put them in leadership. a position of leadership. And if their boat crew fails, it's his fault. They, right. They drill it. Right? Be, because this is an example of, hey, real life, if yep. you don't lead these guys, it's not just losing a race. It's, it's people are dying. Losing their lives. Yeah. People are dying, you know? Right. So we need to drill this into you now. You need to get it now. One one boat crew, and I don't know if it was boat crew six or seven. Mm-hmm. I don't recall, but I recall the story. Was outstanding. the 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 whole team, studs, superstars. Mm-hmm. The uh, boat crew leader, which is an officer, was like, "Yep." And then there's another one that just had this one leader that they could see, they could observe, because they're looking at this like from like a movie, man. Right. And they could see the ones that are, that are winning, and the ones that win, they get rewarded with rest, mm-hmm. which is extremely extremely yeah. important. Yeah. During during buds, during right. Buds. And so everybody else, the ones that come in last, they get rewarded with extra punishment, Oof. with extra exercises. They don't get to rest. Right. And and so he he's noticing he's calling out this one leader that is that is he is you hear him yelling and cussing at his guys mm. like you guys da 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 you guys are doing blah 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 and then he has to answer for them losing and then he you know mm. he expresses well well it's because you guys give me a bunch of trash guys wow. you know. The, the boat crew that I got, the guys aren't putting out. I'm, I'm the the only one that's putting out, right? And so you know what? The <laughs> I think Jocko said. So we tried a little exercise. We went ahead and brought up the the uh, captain from the boat crew that was winning, mm-hmm. and we brought up the captain from the boat crew that was always losing, and we said, "Hey, change of plans, all right? Six uh, boat uh, uh, boat crew six captain. Now you're you're going to be the captain of boat crew seven. Boat Crew 7 captain, now you're going to be the uh, captain of Boat Crew 6, right? And 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 so they swap leads now. That officer is, that dude is not happy. He's like, man, what the heck? Mm. These guys keep on, because right. he's going from a winning team. To uh, to the last team. To the to the team that's, that's losing. And then the guy that he was on the losing team, he's like, yes, I can finally get a break, you know? And he goes. But the amazing thing happens in the next race is that you see Boat Crew 6, who always came in last, now pushing towards first place Mm. and you saw a complete difference in that team and what it was is that that captain was leading the charge 
he was encouraging. It's like, come on, guys, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And the other guy was instead from the back leading, like trying to shout directions. But now, mm. now that team that already had a good leader is now pushing this other leader that was right. negative, Ooh. pushing him way past what he's used to. Man. So that's a, that speaks volumes, don't bro, it? because the good leader passed on those qualities to his team, to his team, where that team can now win no matter who's no matter who's in charge. And now this good leader is importing that onto the <sighs> team that was losing, bro. Amazing story. Just that alone. Yeah. It just, you know, where I'm like, man, you regard those that are next to you, man. We're, that's a perspective shifter. It is. Bro, we're we're fighting the same fight. Right. We're on the same team. We're not enemies. Don't undermine your team. No, man. Don't disregard those those serving next to you. Right. You know, no no matter if they may lack in some areas. Right. Everybody's learning. Not not everybody has gotten to the place where, hey, I've arrived I've arrived and I'm an expert. Nope. Cause that mindset, the moment that you say, Oh, I got this, bro, (laughs) you know what? That's it's a big red flag. You missed it. Big red flag yeah. where it's like, okay, you've gotten to the place where you pride is has taken over completely. Con- completely consumed by pride. And can't nobody teach you nothing. Oof. It's a yeah, dangerous bro. place, man. Dangerous place, bro. So, seven C's to build a winning team. This is something that I picked up. Cake. Is that one of them? <laughs> People like cake. <laughs> Every good business I've been a part of, even the Navy, cake. If you if you, the deployment's getting extended, cake. <laughs> If it's someone's birthday at Joe Kell, cake. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What, what is it? Seven C's to building a winning team. Number one, coaching. Number two, character. Number three, communication. Number four, commitment. Number five, contagious energy. Number six, caring. And number seven, consistency. Mm. And number eight is cake. Number eight, I guess it could be cake. All right. <laughs> All right. As long as it's nothing but cake, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> nothing but cake is delicious. Right. I don't even like cake, but I, I'll tear that cake up. Yo, those are good. Shout out to nothing but cake. <laughs> so coaching, character, communication, commitment, contagious energy, caring, and consistency. And we we could dive into that, but we would be here for a whole nother arrow. Yeah. Uh, a whole nother arrow. Uh, arrow. <laughs> whole nother arrow. <laughs> <laughs> a whole nother hour. Yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah, because that's that's a whole nother podcast in itself. But you know, I agree with all of those. All you, you need all of those characteristics to build a a winning team. Yeah, you, you there's there has to be coaching involved, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be a an 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 element where it's it's a training. You know, it's a training ground. Right. You're learning, right? And so mm-hmm. there's 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 coaching. Someone to to help coach you through something. That's what a coach is. A coach will dig into you mm-hmm. when uh, when you're messing up, but at the same time, the coach is there to push you, right, and motivate you. He has your best interest in mind. That's right. To keep getting after it, bro. You know, and even then, when he tells you to drop and do fifty, there's a there's a there's method a behind the madness. There's a reason. That's right. Right. There's a reason. Something that may seem you know repetitive, or mm-hmm. it may seem oh man, we got to do this again. Listen, it's it's building something within right. you. Right. Which brings you to character. Mm-hmm. So character is doing the right thing even when no one's when looking, no one's watching. Yeah, right. Having integrity. Mm-hmm. It's character right there. Yep. You know, and so aside from that, there's there's communication. You got to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. We we talked about that. that. Was one of the first things we talked about. Right. You know, having you, people skills. Yeah, <laughs> you got to be able to communicate. You got to be able to link with each other one way or another, mm-hmm. and then being committed. You right. know. Because if you just do something one time or you volunteer for something one time, right. then it's, oh, okay, you, you had that one experience. Great. But if you're committed to it, if, if you commit to it, mm-hmm. that means that you'll be able to do that same thing again. Right. And the more that you do it, the better you get at it, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could apply that to anything in life. Right. It could be flipping burgers, you know, right. although, although that would suck. Be, right? the, be committed. Be the best burger flipper you can be. <laughs> Hey, you know, I mean, it it, it could be uh, typewriting. It, it could be taking messages. You know, if you're a secretary somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, the the first couple of times you may you may fumble it, you know, but then you get into a rhythm, you get into a flow. Oh, well, if you become committed, then you'll be get then you'll get better at it. Right. Right. 
um, writing, taking notes, mm-hmm. or maybe journaling, like right. we talked about the right. last time, right? The first mm-hmm. time, maybe a little bit, a little bit off, you know, trying to journal, like what the heck am I doing right now? You right. Know, what you am stick I supposed with to write it. down? But then the more that you do it, if you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this for 30 days, create a habit, mm-hmm. right? And then afterwards, it just becomes second nature. Right. You're, you're on autopilot, you know? I think one, one thing that I've, I've, uh, I've learned recently is um, motivation is temporary, right? You could be motivated and it'll stir you a little bit to mm-hmm. kind of get up off your butt and get something done. But being driven is completely different, right? Mm-hmm. Driven comes from the inside out. Motivation is you saw something outwardly and, and it, it touched you. But being driven is like you have a purpose behind what you do. And that, that, that ties in big time with this. That's right, man. Being committed. No, you, you, you're absolutely right. But I do think that being, being stirred, right, and mm-hmm. being, motiv- being motivated can help right. those get wheels that begin, en- get, get that traction, that momentum. So, and I just thought about this. Go for it. So, um, motivation is like the spark plug, right? Uh, it provides that spark, right? Uh-huh. But you have to have gas to keep going. That's right. That's so being drive. driven, that that's the drive. That's the, the drive. gas. Yep. But that spark plug will that get you off your butt. Initial. Yeah. But yes. it will keep you off your butt. That's good. The gas will keep you going, bro. That's right, man. And you know what? That and so number five is contagious energy. Ooh, I like that one a lot. Contagious energy because you know what, bro? It's all about attitude, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some things you may come up to a huge roadblock. Something may have happened to flip your freaking table upside down, bro. Mm-hmm. Whatever you had placed there, whatever life, you know, you had something scheduled and then something happens, flips it upside down. Man, if you get into a pity party. Oh, yeah. Woe is me. Why does this always have to happen to me? Right. Bro, that's an attitude of defeat right there, man. But if you change that attitude into, you know what? Fine. This happened. It's all good. We're going to keep pushing forward. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to overcome this attitude man yeah creates that contagious energy that energy yeah and, and when you create that and that vibe mm-hmm. when when you're when it spreads to other people bro it's contagious people can yeah. feel it man I'm there, I'm, i've worked i've worked under people leaders you know self-proclaimed leaders i don't know appointed leaders that just maybe were still learning right that would uh you know they get tasked with something and then that tasking will come down to us right and they'd be like, well, all right, guys, you know, we kind of uh, got to right? get this done. All right. So let's just kind of do it in- instead of coming out. All right, guys. Hey, let's knock this out. Yeah. Hey, this is going to be it's not going to be complicated at all. Let's band together. We work together. Many hands make for light work. Yeah. Let's we'll knock it out. One hour at the most. At the most. That's it. But let's when you come this. out like like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, yeah. that's not. That's not motivating nobody, bro. I don't know what Eeyore sounds like. Eeyore is a, yeah, <laughs> life is all right. Everybody knows someone like that, man. Uh, I and mean, it, I knew what Eeyore sounds like. Energy vampires, bro. <laughs> you can't be an energy vampire and be an effective leader. Uh, you can't the blood suck out of, yeah. the life energy from the room right. and expect people to work. Yeah, bro. Bro. 100%. That's right. It's not effective, man. It's not effective, bro. There was there was pastor pastor Sean Gunkel that came and preached here. He's he's a missionary out in Brazil, mm-hmm. and he he came out and did a did a shot for for our church here, and um, he ended up talking about giving that vibe that yeah. we we as a people give. If you're in a bad attitude, right, you're gonna give out this this vibe. If you're not in the good mood, and he took out a, a measuring tape. And he he put it out to six feet, mm-hmm. right? He measured it out, and then he's like, "This is me with bad energy." You know, and he's like, he's like, anybody within this vicinity can right. feel my negative energy. Mm. But the same is I true for that. the positive. Mm-hmm. If I have good energy, if I have good positive, you know, if I'm if I'm hopeful, yeah, looking at the light of the situation, mm-hmm. or the advantages and the disadvantages. Right. Right? Then man, you could people can feed off that. Right. And yeah, I've used this example before. Uh, but on outreach, mm. you knock on someone's door, you know, you're inviting them out to an event or to church mm-hmm. and you're like, Hey, uh, hey. my name is my name is Rand. I'd, I'd like to in- invite you out 
to, you know, we're doing like a, a play at the church. It's gonna yeah. be, there's going to be stuff there. It's going to be stuff there. Versus, hey, hey, how you doing? Hope you're having a good day. I want to invite you out to a concert. There's going to be funnel cake. There's going to be live music. There's going to be this, this, and that going on. They're like, man. Family event. Family event. Bring the kids. They're going to have a blast. You know, that energy, like, oh, man. They're going to end up seeing, yeah, live drama, live show. This guy's excited for this. Yeah, this is going to be good. Like, man, it sounds like it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be great. But but if But if your face looks like your voice is putting your face to sleep. Nobody's gonna buy that, bro. That's your not, voice is putting your face yeah, to man. sleep, bro. I'm telling you, that's nobody wants to buy into that. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be a little um, enthusiastic. That's true. That's true, man. Enthusiasm, no, yeah, bro. You know what? This, this, this brings this brought this story that I, you know, Dave, David and Goliath in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Right? This is bringing it to this because just recently I had a conversation with someone where it talked about a, a book by Malcolm Gladwell mm-hmm. called uh, Facing Goliath or something like that. I've heard David, the title. David and Goliath mm-hmm. or something like that along those lines. But it gives a different perspective on David facing Goliath, mm. right? Because if you read the story in, in the Bible, David comes, right, from the field. He comes and he sees the army of Israel just kind of frozen. And he sees this one big old giant dude. <laughs> You know, sitting there calling out everybody, cussing everybody out, you know, and, and, and cussing God out and saying, I'll kill whoever comes through here. Right. I'll send your best champion. And this is, and so he's like looking like, man, why is everybody, man, there was, I guarantee you that it just took one soldier. Yep. One leader to be like, oh man, I don't think we could do it. Mm-hmm. And he's that energy big, just, man. and that energy just sapped. Yep. Everybody's courage, man. And uh. here comes little David. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that Malcolm Gladwell put it. I'll, I'll never look at that story the same mm-hmm. ever again. Have, have you ever heard it? No, I want to hear it now. Bro, it's crazy because now this is on, on the military. I'm going to bring it into a military standpoint. Look mm-hmm. at this. Because Malcolm Gladwell is highlighting the disadvantages that are normally obvious, mm-hmm. but the advantages that are hidden in mm-hmm. a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Right? And he brings that to just us everyday humans living life, an obstacle create is, is put in front of us. Right. A giant is put in front of us. A brick wall is put in front of us. And we kind of, we're, we're like, you know what? There's, there's no use. No, there, there is something that you could do. Yeah. Right. So that's the, uh, the, uh, stamp, but he uses David and Goliath as an example. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so think about it in today's modern age, what would a Goliath look like as far as, Within a company, with within a unit, would Goliath be more of an an infantryman, mm-hmm. or would he be? What would he be? You know, right. would he would he be a heavily armored infantryman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would. Right, right, because he's Goliath. You want to send the big ones up front. Right. So what would then? What would David be? David would be your 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 Chris Kyle, bro. Right. David would be your sniper rifle, man, mm-hmm. because these these guys that use slings were deadly accurate, accurate right. with these slings, right? Right. So here you hear David and Goliath, and you see the size difference mm. of them standing in that field. But then someone looking at it in a different perspective can look at the situation and be like, "Bro, that sharpshooter just stepped onto the field with this infantryman. Right. That guy's dead." <laughs> this right. infantryman does not stand a chance at all because he's bigger he's slower because he's got a lot more more armor on him and here's little old light david with with his sling mm-hmm. all he's got to do is pick this dude apart that's it right and and so his energy mm-hmm. was we can make this happen right now of course malcolm gladwell no well uh, malcolm gladwell doesn't factor in the the god factor in that mm-hmm. right which God was the one. David had confidence in himself. Right. But he also had confidence in the God that he, that he serves. Right. Right. And he said, you know, I'm not going to let some infantry, some dumb infantrymen. Right. You know, <laughs> talk smack about me and my company. Right. Me and my God. We run stuff around here. We, we run things, baby. Right. <laughs> like I've slayed lions and bears, bro, trying to, trying to protect these little lambs. Right. You know, like you don't even know what you, you don't want this smoke, but you about to get it. Right. You know, that's right. David came through with that attitude and confidence, that mm-hmm. energy. Right. 
and he slayed that dude. And the moment that he slayed that dude, that energy transferred to the rest of the the, mm-hmm. the uh, soldiers and children of Israel, the, the the army of Israel, and they chased after the Phil- the, the Philistines and right. cut every single one of them. They down. were empowered, bro. It only takes one person. Contagious energy makes a difference. It does in a winning team. Yeah. The next one is caring. Yeah. Right. That caring can be transferred to. I hear caring, and I'm like, well, that sounds soft. I don't like it. <laughs> so I'm going to change it to tactical empathy. Tactical, that's good. Yeah. You know, it's caring, hashtag tactical empathy, you right. know, because it that's what tactical empathy is, man. You put yeah. yourself in the other person's shoes, yep. right? You put yourself in there where it's like, well, okay, then now that I put myself in your situation, man, I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. You're caring for them, bro. Right. You know, and with within a team, that's needed 100%. Yeah, and um, also caring about what they have to say. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and not just being like, you know, okay, what I say is, is you know, written in stone. That's right. Because they may have a unique perspective. So caring enough about the input of your people is, you know, is very valid. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, one uh, one of the things that I love about our pastor, man, is that he uh, he he has a meeting with a group of men, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and and with these with these group of men, he starts it off. You know, he prays, right? Let's 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 pray. Hey, can you open us up in prayer? And it's random. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, he goes to every single man and says, "Okay, what you got? All right, what you got? Right, All right what you got?" He goes and surveys the mm-hmm. room. He he cares to hear right what they have, what they're bringing to him, right. And then when it's brought to him, now he, he's like, okay, well, I think that we should do this, that you should do this mm-hmm. for this. Right. And he begins to, to level out the playing field. Yeah. Right. But he, he has enough where, where he's like, well, let me hear what you got, man. Yeah. You know, and what you have to say may be valuable. That's right. Right. And when, whenever you talk to our pastor, just one-on-one, mm-hmm. he, he, he exemplifies that every, every single time. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, I have something to say. Well, I got something to talk to you about. Okay, mm-hmm. well then, let me hear it. He'll hear you out, you know. And uh, never, never have I been shut down by bringing something to him. Right. I've had leaders before, not not other pastors, because he's been my only pastor, yeah. right? But other leaders outside of church and in business and in, in different that are not like that, man, at all. And you could see how that's so toxic. Bro, it is. Where it's like anybody that has any. Any question or something different from what's being put out is completely disregarded or is looked at as, well, you're not, you're not falling in line. Well, no, no, no. That I, it's not that I don't want to fall in line. Is that I, I just want you to explain, well, so why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking for that why. Right. Yeah, because I'm not completely on board with, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll do what you say, but if, if, if you give me a why – Man, then I'll own this. Right, right. You know what I mean? And so I've had leaders, we've had leaders like that. Oh, yeah. Right? That just dish out, oh, bah, 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 bah. Hey, military or not. Nah, forget your family at home. Right? We're going to stay five more hours. It's like, okay. Unplanned. Uh, yeah? All right. Well, I'm going to find somewhere to go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put these skates on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then last Tony one. Tony Hawk is, out of here. And the last one is consistency. Yeah. Right? Which is you, you want to. You want to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Be, be consistent with it. Right. Be dependable. Right. Be be that person that uh, the other teammate can lean on. Mm-hmm. You know. And so now th- those are those are the ones. You know the uh, the uh, seven C's. I mean, I don't know how we're looking on time. I I, I got more notes, but we could we could cut right about an hour. All right. Cool. So let me let me just um. Let yeah, me. we got to wrap it up because I got to go to a birthday party here. Okay, in a little okay, bit. gotcha, gotcha. Now, this is a great conversation. Yeah. I, it, it feels so good getting back into it. It does, man. It does. Well, let me let me just throw these six principles out there for the listener, just kind of chew right. on w- right. without diving into them exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, six principles of an elite mindset because an elite mindset, not saying that I'm better than anybody else, like an elitist. Mm-hmm. You know, an elite mindset is somebody who who will get back up after getting knocked down. Right. That's an elite mindset. I will not be defeated. Right. Six principles of having that kind of mindset. Number one, you're never too good to get better. Mm-hmm. That will always keep you from moving, will keep you moving forward. Right. Um, number two, do what you do on purpose with purpose. Right. Right. Like commit. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like people say, send it, yeah. right? Move with an urgency. You're fully committed. Just do it. Number three, little by little, a little becomes a lot. Mm. How do like, you eat an elephant? Right. Piece by piece. Right. Small victories. Right. Right. Number four, focus on the process, not the results. Mm. So you may be going through a process. That's so important. Focus on this. Don't worry about what it what it could look like. It, right. It may not look like you will get the result that you want, but that's because you're focusing on the wrong one. If you focus right. on the process. Yeah. You'll end up getting. You it. may not see the fruit today, but later on down the line, that's right. You're gonna you're gonna reap in you're gonna reap something season, one day. You're right. gonna reap what you sow, man. It's what you plant right yeah. now. Focus on the process. Number five, embrace the boredom of consistency. Because mm. being consistent can be boring. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I've already done this. It's yeah. just like going to the gym. All right. Well, all right. Every morning, here we go. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm gonna go on the on the treadmill. For yeah. Twelve minutes. Uh huh. All right. Until you get that first compliment. In, Embrace it because then, yeah, hey, the summertime bodies are built in the wintertime. Yeah, exactly. Know? And so cons- embrace the boredom of because con- it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel boring. Embrace Mundane. It. That's right. Repetitive. Embrace it. Stay at it. Yeah, that's right. Number six, learn from failure. Mm-hmm. And I could attest to this because I feel many, many times. Have we, we, we all have. Right. And, uh, and, I, and I've had some, some pretty big blunders, man. And I have one thing that I could say, man, and God's grace, bro, is amazing uh, to, uh, to allow me to pick myself up and go at it again. Mm-hmm. But learning from the reason why I've fallen in the right. past, everybody messes up. Mm-hmm. Right. Some bigger blunders than others. But if you learn from your failure then you know what? It's all good. Right. Maybe you could do a knowledge transfer to somebody else so they don't so they won't make the same mistakes right. you did. Right? Because you're gonna fail. It's 100%. inevitable. But just learn from it. A hundred percent. And um uh, you know what? I have this um this uh, quote from Helen Keller. Mm. Right? Hel uh Helen Keller, I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was um deaf, blind and mute. That's right. And so this is what Helen Keller says. And hopefully this will be encouraging to those that are listening. And we'll end it on this note. Mm-hmm. She says, "What's somebody asked her one time, what's worse than not being able to see? And she said, to be able to see but have no vision. Mm. That to, deserves a Milton. To be able to see but have no vision. Mm. Look at where you're at right now. I'm, right. I'm looking where I'm at right now. I'm looking at where this... Where we're at right now, this podcast is at. You look at where you're at right now. What's worse than you looking at your situation is not seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Right. To be able to see but not have vision. Mm. Bro, because we could take things for granted, man. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. That's 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 all I got as far as you know this this topic goes, and we could keep going at it. But yeah, I think one little thing I like to add on at the end is um, learn from your leaders that you have in your life, whether it be a good lesson or a bad lesson. Right? Um, you can always take something away from every leader that is put in your life, whether it's like okay, I learned that this one didn't know how to talk to people. He didn't have people skills. So when I'm putting into a position of leadership, I'm going to make sure I do this correctly. Or if you had a leader who did all these things, something that was admirable, you're like, you know what? I like that. I remember him for being a good leader because of this thing that he did. I'm going to implement that into my leadership. That's right. And so you can always learn whether it's a good leader or a bad leader. You know, don't be overcritical of people, you know, like we're, we're all still learning. Yeah, that's right. Man. Leaders, you know, leaders are made, leaders are formed, mm-hmm. right? And it's a process. It is. And no one's ever arrived and, but you can always be learning. The day you stop learning is the day you're dead. Yeah, that's right. You know, everybody wakes up every single day with, with, with two choices. Mm-hmm. Either you evolve or you repeat. Yep. Yep. You, you make that decision. It all comes comes down to a choice. Mm-hmm. Whether you are willing to move forward and overcome or you're just going to stay where you're at. You're going to repeat it yep. over and over. Expecting to change. You're not going to change. 
if you just re- repeat what you've been doing. The definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah, that's right, man. That is right, bro. Well, it's been good. Yeah, man, it's been good, you know, and uh, don't know what we'll talk about next, see where we, uh, you know, what the next topic could be, mm-hmm. but when's the next time we're going to re- record one? Right. Hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, let's, let's shoot for next week. All right, let's shoot for let's next make, week. Let's make a commitment. Oh, man. We're, we already got everything set up. Oh, bro. In our nice little classroom. <laughs> when I go back to edit this audio, if it sounds good, let's just do it again. All right. Let's do it again next week. Sounds good, bro. Sounds good. And you as a listener, just keep us accountable. Keep us uh, accountable, yeah. Let us let us know what you think. You know, hit us up. Uh, we're active on Instagram more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Shoot us a message, you know. And if you want to hear us talk about something, uh, didn't we didn't touch on any current events just because we didn't want to kick off the new season like that. We want to kick, kick off the new season with some nuggets. Yeah. Rather than dwelling what's what's on what's going on in current events right now, yeah, you know, but we could dive into current events too. Maybe next uh, podcast we'll talk about freedom of speech. Oh man, and the importance of protecting it. Oh, the Bill of Rights. Uh, we mm. could bring a balance to that. Try to at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, then that's where we're at. Yep. All right. KTB signing out. KTB out. Later. Hi, this is Nicole. CEO of Tricord Consulting. We're a certified management consulting company. If you have ever worked for an amazing organization, collaborated on a productive team, or completed an individual project that kept you engaged, energized, and motivated, then you're sure to know the importance of people's strategy. This is what we do. We help companies large and small identify what keeps their employees engaged, motivated, and empowered. So if you're a supervisor, manager, or leader who would like to strengthen your team or discover how to hire right and keep your employees engaged, let us show you how. Contact us today for a free no-obligation talent assessment at www.tricourtconsultingllc.com. Our focus is you.